Preeti Chibber. And I'm Jen Northington, and this is Tarvalin or Bust, a Wheel of Time podcast. Sorry, I made myself laugh. I'm a gambler, not a soldier, <laughs> a lover. <laughs> and of course, that is Matt thinking to himself how he should not be participating in these battles. <laughs> right before he like takes over the entire battle. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Classic Matt. I was like looking, I, like as I was reading, I was like, oh, I have to find a quote. I'll probably, and like, I made it that far without having really thought about it. And then I was like, oh, may, maybe I'll have to go back. And then I read that line and I was like, that's it. <laughs> That's that's the quote. Sold. <laughs> well, here we are. We're rereading the Wheel of Time books in honor of the TV show adaptations release. We're talking about our favorite and not so favorite moments and digging into all things Wheel of Time. And today we are talking The Fires of Heaven, chapters 39 through 44. We had an unscheduled week off because things and stuff. life life life, life. happens deadlines crazy news cycles like ugh, existential dread i don't know <laughs> mostly deadlines though. <laughs> it's like 90 percent deadlines 10 percent existential two, yeah dread. the other two things we tend to work through they are always yes. there yes. like it's just it's constantly there right. but we can usually get through it yeah but then <laughs> deadlines on top of it is just too much too much uh, I don't have any other pre-discussion notes for once. Uh, no, me neither. And I feel like there's, this was a, uh, it wasn't like longer than usual since we've gotten to this like sort of hundred page area, yeah, yeah. but a lot, a lot happens. Yeah. And it was less chapters in those hundred pages, which yeah. is interesting. Robert Jordan is not very even with his chapter divisions. Okay. Wait, that's a pre-discussion note. Preeti, how do you decide as an author, okay. where, how long is a chapter? Like, Okay, it's, so it seems I do, very interpretive. I do tend to think like when I first start, when I start mapping it, and it's kind of what I'm so impressed by when I'm reading these books and thinking about Robert Jordan writing these prior to having some of the amazing mm. like uh, software options we have today <laughs> as writers. Because I use Scrivener, which then the way I'm writing is it is broken down literally to the scene, oh. like my my folders will have like the chapter and then each scene that happens in that chapter. And so I can keep an eye on how, what the word count looks like chapter by chapter. And I try to keep it fairly even, mm. but I won't limit the scene sure. based on chapter length. Right. But it gives me, it, it puts me in the good place where I can just eyeball it and be like, Oh, that chapter is 3000 words. This chapter is only 1200. That's weird. <laughs> and then like try to figure out why that is. Right. right. Um, I'm not like mad about the variation. It's just a question that I had. <laughs> but this was, this was, I had the same thing where I was like, oh, we're only reading five chapters. Mm -hmm. And I assumed because we were going to get to a big event that didn't need to be broken up mm. by, because if you think about like pacing wise yeah. and the act of reading and how mm. the reader is engaging with your work, you don't want to lose your momentum by breaking up right the action right right and that's and there what would have happened a lot of action so yeah. much action but it works oh it's so good. i'm very excited to get to the latter uh, half yeah of this yeah discussion. yeah the first half of this is bad news bears, be rough though. rough the like <clears throat> like my <laughs> the first my first note on the first page of chapter 39 says Robert Jordan, why are you so weird about boobs? <laughs> well, so it, I was I was having similar thoughts because 
like a we get it it's a low neck dress all right like <gasps> what it's so belabored b there's that i can't remember what the line is about like how when men write female characters yeah. they think about their boobs like way more than any yes. actual woman thinks yes. about her boobs like it's just not that's not how it works. Like I feel I've, like the only thing you're really thinking about your boobs ever if they come into your head are like, this is so annoying. <laughs> yeah. Like, am I comfortable? Like, I, uh, or yeah. do I have wires sticking into me? Right. Like, you know, that's like what I'm thinking about. <laughs> and like it's true that if you're in something that you're uncomfortable in, you might totally. be thinking about your discomfort, but not like not this. this. Not like, not it like look this. Like this. It's not so it funny like. how frequently like <laughs> how boobs are written about or drawn can ruin a reading experience <laughs> oh, yeah. for me. Cause I remember putting down, I, I cannot remember when this issue was or like what it was, but it was X-Men. And I just remember looking at a panel of Jean Grey and I was like, that is not how boobs work. <laughs> and I got really mad. Yep. And I was like, well, I can't read this run. <laughs> no, because it just, it does feel like a blatant disregard for something that like half of the population lives with. Yep every day and like deals with every day and that's yep. not like it shouldn't be that mysterious or like that misunderstood or that ridiculous it's just so much it's in this chapter. it's like I just, so literally much. my only notes for this chapter aside from a note that's like naive going to see misima big house and then it just says yikes like that's the rest <laughs> of my notes on this chapter i have i mean we've talked at length i feel like about the unevenness of yeah. naive's uh characterization and there's surprising nobody more of it here but there's an interesting twist to it that we'll get to that yeah, I yeah. do want to talk about okay um all right so we pick up where we left off with Nynaeve and Uno going mm-hmm. into Samara which is the like, worst idea ever side note she, still she, the worst yes, idea terrible idea <laughs> um and it's just she hasn't thought that like she hasn't thought this through clearly mm-hmm. and um she there's a lot of like description of how chaotic this town is and how mm-hmm. many people there are and just like there are throngs of people and it's like just constant like um crime probably happening <laughs> and it's very diverse mm-hmm. so we get some like clothing descriptions we we get an another uh mention of thigh high boots <laughs> which, <laughs> i didn't even notice oh i circled it on the page <laughs> it's the it's the guys with the bells right on their sleeves right. <laughs> oh, I can see turn down tops of thigh yep. high, high boots. Um, we get description of like all these men and all these women and how diverse it is. And, and she's just sort of taking it all in. This, this chapter felt very long to me. Yeah, I agree. Um, we get some more of the Shinar and, and okay, very brief aside to question, which I question later, but I figure I'll bring it up at the top. We know Moiraine sent them here. Right. Like we- that's why they're here. The, yes. Uno says like, um, Moiraine sent us. Oh, right. And they were trying to find the contact, but they couldn't find her. But they she couldn't died. find the contact. She died. Yeah, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then they just stayed. And I was like, did you, why not try to like, if you don't want to stay with Masima, which there's such a derision yeah, and yeah. frustration with Masima, which is warranted mm-hmm. as we'll see. Why didn't they just go and try to find Rand? Yeah. Like, I don't understand. I don't know is the answer to that question. Like, I think, I think that's a little bit of a plot hole. Well, I have issues with 
what happens later about also referring to them and their willingness to go or not go. So mm-hmm. we'll we'll get there too. Uh, uh, so yeah, so do, they're- Sorry, <laughs> I just want to mention the white cloaks. They're oh, yes. also a big issue here. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So we, right. So we're getting this tour of like what it's like in Samara. They get to this house. It's like a nice house, but it's weird inside. Like it's very dirty. They have a hard time getting in because there are people just like camped out around it, like waiting to catch a glimpse yeah, of the profit. It's like, like it's really very strange. strange and uncomfortable. And they can't go in to see, like, well, I don't care on, about the soup description. Okay. I was going to say, I, you're going to stop me. I'm trying to go. I am going to stop you because I don't want to, I, it's, it's, I don't care about that. The, okay. the, guy but uh they run into so it's you know it's uno and nynaeve and then they run mm-hmm. into reagan sure. um like, is it american is it anyone? <laughs> um and he sort of seems more on uno's side and he has some like he's like oh i kind of remember you blah blah, mm-hmm. blah. and then there's another like don't mention tarvalin to him right and he says, Masima thinks the tower will try to control the Lord Dragon, which is not incorrect. Yeah, no. And so you're kind of like, okay. But then it's frustrating because Nanny's perspective here is like, oh, another full man who's going to take care of her. And I was mm-hmm. like, later she says, you know sound advice when you hear it. Mm-hmm. So it's really frustrating that we're going to get this constant thread of her bucking up against people, mm-hmm. saying things not necessarily like, oh, we're taking uh, care of you. Right. But- this is something you should consider for like expediency for safety well whatever this this version of Nynaeve cannot be told anything like nothing can be suggested right. to her nothing can be she cannot hear anybody but else's ideas like he's writing her as two different characters at the yeah. same time in this right. section that was like really strange and disjointed yeah, yeah. like I'm reading um the name of the wind right now <laughs> which i talked about on twitter as being like it's hilarious like i'm like 80 pages in and like no women have had dialogue like, i was none. just gonna say like mm-hmm. yes but it's relevant here because the character i'm at this part where the character is talking about holding like two different ideas in your head mm-hmm. at the same time and how they have to be separate you need yeah. to be able to like you know believe a rock will both fall and not fall at the same time and it feels like that's what Nynaeve is doing here, but out of laziness and <laughs> mm. not necessarily, and and like not strong writing yeah. versus a deliberate right. character choice. Yeah. Uh, and it's super frustrating because it has been prior to this. It's she has her like, I'm stubborn and no one can talk to me. But here in this section, we get her acknowledging her own limits, mm-hmm. but then she immediately disregards yeah. them. Right. Right. So annoying. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. <laughs> no, you're fine. It's all true. Uh, so yeah, so they can't go in to see the prophet because he's having a meeting with some woman who Nynaeve's like, well, she's got like very fancy dress on and like jewelry and things. And it turns out she's the literal queen of Gildan. And like, she'll find that out later though. Yes. And she's trying to like figure out how they're going to like crime is running rampant. She's telling the prophet that they like need to do something about it. And so he's like, cool, we'll just like start cutting off people's hands and like hanging people. It's actually this conversation, I feel like was necessary. I will say this much. I think this conversation was necessary because what Jordan is doing here, what Jordan does throughout is an indictment on extremism, right? Mm, Like that's mm -hmm. sort of what he's getting at here. And so the conversation between this woman whom whom we don't know, we just know she's some kind of noble 
and well off who is asking him very relevant questions. Oh yeah. Right. She's like, how are we going to feed people? Yes. Not only how are we going to pay for it, but mm-hmm. literally how are we going to get food to people? Right. They're how having we- supply chain issues. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm just saying my heart. I know. Um, and asking how she's supposed to deal with the unrest. Like they're very, very valid questions for Masima, mm-hmm. who then turns around and is like very flippantly and sort of like frustrated that he has to deal with the issue. Like mm-hmm. you said, is like, well, first, it doesn't really matter because concerning yourself with what's happening on earth is stupid when the Lord Dragon right. exists. And then he's like, fine, just cut off their hands and like just very flippantly sort of yeah. dealing with all this. And Nynaeve's kind of like, is there not like a court of law here? Right. Or... <laughs> so yeah. I, I get it. I feel like this, these, in, these conversations were important enough that I was okay reading them, even if I was frustrated by Nynaeve. Mm, mm, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yes, I guess so. If anybody else had been listening to this conversation, it would have been much more interesting. Like if you had a lane overhearing this conversation, yes. it would have been way more interesting and fascinating, but you're right. It's like, it's, it's world building important. It's world building and it's giving us one Nynaeve's very frustrating perspective on all of this because I was like <laughs> oh you have not great values here. yeah terrible values um second sort of looking at how people who will use faith for their own without really considering yeah how it's impacting the world around them mm-hmm. um you know he's like all of this goes to the poor and blah blah blah, blah. but it's not really thinking about infrastructure yes. or like the realities that people exist in mm-hmm. um, so mm-hmm. I, I appreciated it for that fair enough Nynaeve's response oh my god I can't you even say it <laughs> <laughs> she's like <laughs> like oh well if you redistribute money that just makes everyone poor and I'm like what I wrote boo eat the rich yeah (laughs) yeah it's real weird it's real weird I mean she's not wrong that like often money that is meant for charitable yes. purposes goes astray but are totally. like well I guess it works a little while to redistribute well they're like oh my god shut no. up Mary. if you don't what know what you're wrong thinking, with you? you know what you're talking about the upside is because she's being so horrible in this <laughs> chapter I'm like fine we're not meant to be like oh that's a that's right yeah that's a valid point <laughs> no we're supposed to be like naive that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life <laughs> it's ridiculous So the woman leaves Mm -hmm. and they go in instead Mm -hmm. and Uno makes this big, huge deal about her dress. And no, Uno doesn't. No, no, sorry, Masima. And Uno is like, okay, but like she knows the prophet, you know, she knows the dragon reborn. But before that, we get this whole situation of like, you know, Masima like chiding her for like trying to attract men and how like men and women shouldn't it's, be it's thinking like, about sex because it's all gonna not matter or like and how I he should know. like enforce nobody should be able to like wear garments that are attractive and I like it's I, it's a really weird. I mean, it's it's not weird. It's it's you know a lot. It's it's the the guy from Footloose. Like yeah. you can't dance, right? right or right. bad things happen. Like it's yeah. absurd. Yeah. And- but Nynaeve's response is even worse because she's like, 
you know, who, how dare you tell me how to dress? And then her internal mo- monologue is like, only women are allowed to tell other women how to dress, not men. <laughs> you're like, it's oh, like, you're okay. so close. It's the butterfly meme. Is this feminism? I know. It's yes. Is this it's, not. it's not. It's not feminism. Nope. It's, it's not. like, you understand. This is a one moment where I'm like, okay, I understand your anger. I understand not being able to sort of keep this because it's truly absurd. This man coming in and being like, mm-hmm. you're not allowed to dress like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that is to me though, mildly less interesting than sort of the Uno and, and Reagan trying to weave this line mm-hmm. of like clearly being uncomfortable with who Masima is, but mm-hmm. having like being forced into this position of having to engage with him on some level. Yeah. I think the conversation after the diatribe about clothes is much more interesting yeah, than well, the we, diatribe we, about clothes. We get a bit of it at the top, right? Of like, we see them interacting again for the first time since the second book. Mm, right? I guess that's true. The Great Hunt when Uno was in charge. Mm, mm-hmm. Right? Sure. Um, I don't know. <laughs> that feels right. Who can keep track? I don't know. But I think so, which was a very different sort of dynamic. And here you see sort of the Uno was presented as this like warrior who like mm-hmm. dealt with things. And now there's like a weariness and like not a fear, but like a very like dealing with like a, oh, a yeah. dangerous sort of animal mm-hmm. kind of vibe going. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, when we get back to that. Yes after the fact after this like ridiculous thing but it's like this other thing is happening where he's jordan is weaving into nynaeve this anger and idiocy right of making Mm -hmm. rash decisions the acknowledgement she's making rash decisions and where those rash decisions are rooted in which is a fear of mogadiet mm-hmm but he's doing them all so clunkily yeah. that it is like not working. Yeah, agree, agree. So yeah, so Uno tr- is trying to like peacemake and be like, this is Nynaeve. She grew up, you know, she, the dragon reborn thinks of her as a mother, you know, which obviously Nynaeve doesn't He's love. like, excuse me? Excuse you. <laughs> and then he's like, okay, I remember you. Like, you should probably still not wear that, but like, cool. Like, you're part of the Lord Dragons deal. You can tell everybody about the miracles he wrought. It's like super, it gets very And he's weird. like, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, very, very weird, very fast. And then, and then they're like, no, no, she has, to, she's summoned to the Lord Dragon. Like, she needs to get to Tear <clears throat> so that they're trying to get her a boat, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, she does have this, like, uh, again, like she sort of has this moment of like, I don't know how am I supposed to respond to this? Like, right. I can't, I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's convincing herself as she's talking to him and not getting like overtly furious or like yeah. hitting him or something, uh, where she says to herself, I'm just being sensible. That's all like mm-hmm. I'm using, I'm calling Rand the Lord dragon because mm-hmm. that is what is called for. And she thinks like, um, a man is an oak, a woman, a willow. The mm-hmm. oak fought the wind and was broken while the willow bent and when it must and survived. And I was like, why can't you internalize that? Right. Seriously. And make this easier for all of us. I know. <laughs> so true. Oh, yeah. So 
yeah so she is asking for a boat and Masima's like I don't care about boats but like I'll ask some people and maybe they'll get you a boat yeah it's like <laughs> that was a moment that was strange too where yeah. he's like, like if I she's do not like, concern myself with such things but it's like he's so obsessed with the dragon and yeah. she's like the dragon has called for me it feels yeah. like the first thing he would have done has been like oh if the dragon if the lord it's dragon you. wants this yes yeah mm, yeah shady it is shady I mean he's deeply sus like let's be real here I'm telling you indictment on extremism that's what most of this book is about <laughs> which I'm fine with for the great part I was super on board with that message <laughs> uh so yeah so and then as soon as they're like leave the room Masim has already forgotten about them uh is the vibe and and then, they like drag Nynaeve out yes, because they, they drag didn't trust her, her. Out. and then she's like yelling at them as soon as they're outside and annoying you know, they're trying to tell her like if you yell at him like bad things happen you know like he's like he has people flogged like he was gonna behead people like you can't you have to be careful around him so uh, and this is also like she doesn't she was like I don't know where is the law where are the courts right. etc and I think this is where we find yes. out that mm-hmm. that's um the woman we saw was the queen and it's yes. sort of like this is this is almost a little too real. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Go ahead. The the whole like you can't turn away from the growing like fascist tendencies Mm -hmm. of what you think is going to be this annoying little gnat because you will get deposed. Right. We get this whole history of the throne of Gildan and how like she's the fourth person to sit on it since Masima got there because nobody else would take him seriously as a threat and like got their asses handed to them in various ways. It's really scary. And she, you know, I love this bit about like she wears jewelry when she mm-hmm. comes because she knows he's going to ask for it. And if she stopped, then like he would ask for something that maybe she doesn't want to give him. Yep. Like, she's playing the best game she can with what she has. And we see her actually trying to like do good things for her yes. people, which is why I wish that whole conversation had been overheard by Elaine. It would have been a much more interesting But situation. that's what's frustrating is like Nynaeve, we know a Nynaeve that isn't. Yes. So uh, who who can understand these things, right? Yeah. We have seen who can think about Nynaeve, them, yeah. who can think about them, but she is so, he's made her so one note. She's very reactive and feelingsy all the time forever. All the time. And all it's like, you time. can't, you took away so much of what mm-hmm. made her great yeah. to service other characters that now you're in this boat where she has to be explained to why mm-hmm. this is a good decision that this woman is making and it's absurd and it's so frustrating for a character that like you really like right we used to (laughs) I know they like her somewhere in there so they're so so anyway so they're leaving and they're headed out of the out of Samara but they're not out yet and uh, Uno notices that there's a white cloud, white cloak following them because of course, of course. And so Nynaeve is like, okay, we need to turn here because I need to see who it is. And so we turn the page, the next chapter, and sure enough, it's our buddy Galad, uh, Galadender Damadred. <laughs> this was the best text I got all week. <laughs> Side note: when Preeti got to his full name, <laughs> I put it in the Discord. <laughs> it was very good. <laughs> 
It's a mouthful. There's no doubt. I can't get it out, but it keeps going to the like hip hop apotamus in my <laughs> yes, head. Yes. They call me the hip hop apotamus. My lyrics are <laughs> bottomless. <laughs> oh, but it's oh. they call me Galadander Damadred. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yes, it's so good. I'm not even going to try to say it to it's be so perfect. I'm like crying a little bit. I'm, I'm just not ready to mess it oh, up that man. badly. So, yeah. So, yeah, so and I even like berating herself for making the choice to come into Samara because of course like she's going to get spotted. She knew this was a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Um and this is where we get her thinking about like, you know, you were hoping that the prophet would whisk you away so that you could flee Mogedian and like now look what you got yourself. But then the lesson into. she learns is yeah. what are you going to learn? You can't depend on anyone but yourself. That yeah, was, which is not, not the lesson. lesson. It's not the lesson. <laughs> this Oh my gosh. So then, you know, they like turn off into this alley because they she's trying to like throw him off and hope that he will just keep walking. And of course he doesn't. He follow, he but finds But this is them. where I'm like so confused by all this like inner dialogue. It's so disjointed because yes. she's she's like so angry that they're trying to protect her, but then she's yelling at herself for being angry. Yeah. And you're like, but then in like two seconds, she's going to be mad about it again. Yes. Yes. And I'm like, there's no consistency. She's like, all over let, the place. like let her figure it out and let that be the through line. Mm-hmm. Otherwise you just make her seem like annoying. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a, non-functional level of lack of self-awareness yes okay so then we get this whole description of like how dangerous Gallad is and how handsome he is i will say this repeated is the, notes know, about his handsomeness i'm I know, so over but, it i'm so over i know it. but this is the most i've ever liked Gallad. i'm not gonna lie <laughs> well, in this section he comes off the best actually yes. in this sequence which i was not expecting to be perfectly honest same I'm it's, always prepared to hate him when he's on stage and same. I didn't hate him this time. I didn't. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> when I say this is the most I've ever liked him. It's, it's more like the, the least you've ever hated him. The least I've ever hated him. <laughs> but it's also Jordan gives him. So they have this conversation, right? He shows up and he knows it's her. Mm-hmm. Um, and he I think part of it is that Jordan lets him compliment her and acknowledge her strengths right Mm. like he says um she's like you knew I knew you were following and he's like I assumed as much as soon as I recognize you I remember that you generally see more than you let on Mm -hmm. so there there are these moments where we've been told repeatedly that Galad is thoughtful and aware and smart Mm -hmm. but his worst thing is that he sees everything in very black and white Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and so for once we're finally seeing him having to consider the gray. Mm. And when he says these things, he's acknowledging the skill level of the person across him, yeah, which Jordan yeah. himself is not doing. Right. And so we're getting, I feel like Gallad is this like much needed breath of like, oh, right. Mm. Nynaeve isn't so annoying. Yeah. She does have these skills. Except we're still in her head and she's I know. still being annoying. <laughs> I know. It's it's, it's very frustrating. Strange, this like chapters, this whole Nynaeve stuff is so yeah. weird because yeah. it feels like Jordan is super disjointed mm-hmm. in how he's presenting her to yeah. us. And he can't quite remember how to write her in a way that allows her to be the thing that Gallat is telling her she is. Yeah. Yeah. 
And so the one of the big deals that happens in this conversation is uh, she's like, well, what are you doing here? I thought you were going somewhere else. And he drops the name Saladar, Saladar. into the situation. Saladara. I have questions about yeah. this, though, yes. because yes. Our, if I recall this correctly, which I might not, Nynaeve has been Nynaeve saw this in a paper in Teleran Rio that was in the Amerlin Seeds yes, office. Yes, she read it in a letter or something. So, like, that means that the bad tower knows the bad tower. where the good tower is. I'm, like, oversimplifying in the extreme. Okay, Galad. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch, burn. Um, but, yeah, like, the, the Aleda tower knows where the rebel tower is. I can't remember the exact context. So I was like, wait a minute. Like, do they, are they? But like- it might have been, like, a list. It might have okay. been, like, yeah. a, a, it might have been an eyes and ears thing. Yeah, like, yeah. Because she is talking about the blues. She doesn't, she doesn't right. know it's the tower. She right. knows that there's some kind of, like, blue association thing. to the blue Aja. So, okay. like. Fair enough. Um, I don't think there's I I can't remember well enough though, I know. but I do think fu- it's- there's been too much in between for me to keep it straight. Anyway, we didn't need so so Nynaeve is like super jazz. She's like Saladar, it's Saladar. I finally know where we're going. I finally remembered we're going to Saladar. Um, and then in the meantime, you know, he is like, I was worried about you. You all, you all, all you all keep running off when you should, like, you know, you're gonna get in trouble. Like, I'm mad at the tower because they threw you to the wolves like we actually get like some some like internal motivation and not just him being a total douche nozzle and it makes sense is the thing like that's what Jordan does really well here with him is Mm -hmm. like it's not petulant and it's not it's not even like it's not self-righteous or self-righteous exactly like it feels very much like I'm an older brother I was worried about my sister and this girl I like, and also Mm -hmm. you, I guess. I guess you too. (laughs) (laughs) But it feels like very authentic Mm -hmm. and understandable in a way that he's not allowing. Uh, He's not usually allowed. Yeah. And Gallad is not usually allowed to be correct. Like, like that it works really, really well, even with Nynaeve being like, God, he's so handsome. <laughs> but yeah, so he he's like, you know what? Like you two need to get to Camblin. Like Elaine needs to get back to Camblin. Like, let me find you a boat. And he was like, you're going to find you're gonna me a, his boat? a boat. Like you're not going to like arrest us and like drag us off. And he is like, I want Elaine to be safe. I need you all to be safe. And Camblin is the safe, safest place for you. Mm-hmm. And uh and the, he like swears, she makes him swear. Well, there's also basically. these other moments where, which I really like, cause we did get to see sort of Nynaeve playing the game well, which we yes. haven't seen in a long true, time. True. Um, where she's like, she's glad that Gallad is there and, and considering finding a boat, right? There's that moment where she's like, oh, he could get us a boat. But then she has to be like, will she be able to trust him? Mm-hmm. And so she she just puts her cards on the table, right? She's yeah. like, I am what I am. And Elaine is the same and mm-hmm. able to kind of have this conversation with him that she needs to have it in a very smart way mm-hmm. because he's like, I wouldn't let harm come to you. And she's like, you're part of an organization right. <laughs> yeah. that hates us. Right. Like, Think how about do that for a moment. Those two things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yep. And she gets him like kind of frustrated mm-hmm. because like, I liked seeing Gallad where he's like, what do you want from me? And yeah. I was like, this is awesome. Like it this is, is awesome. more of this. 
Yeah. And she finally, she also has this moment where she's like, okay, like Amadisia is the only land where it's a crime for a woman to channel. They're Mm -hmm. not there. Mm -hmm. And he's related to her by blood. So she's like using what she knows about him and like what she knows about the world to be like, all right, in this specific instance, I think we're like, I can trust him enough to let him help us with a boat. It was so smart. And it was such a like nice moment. And it's so brief Mm -hmm. Um, because he does it. He swears by the light and, Mm -hmm. and by uh, his mother's name. Mm hmm. Um, and then he's like, I'm going to take you to an inn. And she's like, are you an idiot? Like what? (laughs) People are going to notice there's no free rooms. Like, come on now. Also we're safer in like, no child of light is going to come near the show. So like, obviously we're safe. Let us, let us be. And there is this wonderful moment. And this is where I kind of like, like, first my notes on this page are like, finally, she's thinking. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And the other is that this is the most I've ever liked Gallad because he keeps being like, let me do this. And she has an answer for him. And he's like, the his wince was half rueful, half mirthful, an answer for everything he muttered. And I was like, oh, Gallant. <laughs> that's great. Look at you. I know. That's good. good. Oh. <sighs> so yeah. So and then there's like more, you know, posturing by the men about like who's mm-hmm. gonna kill who. And then finally Gallant goes off and uh Uno and Reagan. Regan, however we're going to say it. Right, whatever. Well, right before that, she has this moment that feels very much like an authorial wink hmm. because um, he sort of gallied before he's like, is he kind of like, is like my headstrong sister and you blah, blah, blah. And gives her a little bit of a dressing down. And she sort of is just like, oh my God, fine. Just shut up and go away. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then he's like, Next thing, the man would want to pack her in a laden wool and sit them on a shelf. And she thinks, wouldn't it be best if someone did? Mm. A tiny voice asks, haven't you caused enough trouble going your own way? Mm. And that sort of these asides to me may maybe feel like Robert Jordan being like, I I know what I I know what I'm making her do. And it's I recognize that it's absurd. <laughs> like that. Well, yeah, and this voice like, like continues to be, this is more of her like back and forthing um mm-hmm. this voice continues to exist in her head you know she's thinking about like all of the bad choices she's made and like how you know she like she was just waiting for an excuse to like blow up at someone and how and her like arrogance that yeah. line where she yeah. says she worried over rand's arrogance but hers had brought herself and others as near calamity mm-hmm. as made you know it's like what you're seeing it yeah yeah and yet right and yet it's it's just really I'm really hopeful that this is like him turning point yeah exactly like this chapter that the next time we're in Naive's head or like near her she will have moved forward from this moment okay I know crossing fingers could we please so yeah so so now she's they're headed back to the show and she's thinking about like what to do with Uno and Reagan and like, are, you know, are you following me because Masima told you me, told you to look after me or because Gala did. And they're like, it doesn't matter. Like the Lord dragon, you know, do, you know, whatever. <laughs> and so they're basically like, we're going to take you to the Lord dragon. And so she starts thinking about how like, oh, well, two more men, like two more guards, like that's useful. That's yeah. useful. And then it turns, this is what I don't understand. It turns into this whole thing where like 
they're like, oh, and the others will come too. And there's like yeah. 15 Shinarans who yep. are now suddenly gonna stop whatever they're doing and escort Nynaeve, quote unquote, to Rand, which is not <laughs> where she's going, side no. note. And and she's like, this is great. And I'm like, this is terrible. Well, How this is was this really, great? This like, is I really don't funny. understand. Because to me, she's like having these thoughts. She's like, She's like, oh man, 15. That's a private That's army. my own private yeah. army. And I was like, weren't we just talking about arrogance? Right. Like, weren't we just thinking about how maybe you should not be making these moves like this on your own? And like, how much attention are they going to draw? Like how? Well, she does think And also that... how she's going to like, they're not, she's not going to Rand. Like I they're going to figure it out. It's like, it's, it's such a bad plan. None of it. It feels very like, and, like and why are wavy. they? Why are they like? Yeah, it's yeah. Very hand wavy, well, right? It's right. very like the whole I thing. forgot about the Shinaran, <laughs> and I realize I have to bring them back in. And I guess I could do it this way, which I hold. May I'm sure there's a plan for this, Ugh. but like from the outset, it feels extremely hand wavy. It's the I just don't. None of it makes sense to me, quite frankly. <laughs> none of it makes sense. I can't even. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Lord. it's pretty bizarre. And she's sort of like, well, I'm going to be in charge. You have to remember that I'm going to be in charge <laughs> and you can't be around me. Come and ask for a Nana. When only one like, of you. Only and, one of you yeah. after hours, et cetera. Like find a boat. Attention. Yeah. Yeah. Find us a boat. <laughs> it's very weird. It's super weird. And the so, whole and, last uh, part yeah, is also I really know. Weird. So she's like going back to find everybody, and there's a contortionist who freaks her right the hell out because Mogedian, you know, contorted her against right. her will. And so she's just like thinking about that. And she runs into Elaine and Brigitte. Mm -hmm. And we find out that the woman is from uh, another menagerie that, mm -hmm. that got like burned down or something because they thought there might be an Aes Sedai there right right her name is Mulin I, I guess don't that's know probably I don't important. know who knows I was just gonna say I was like is there something special about this person I, I don't know. I don't know it feels like they he spends a lot of time but who knows he does he does could be anything uh so then Brigitte and Elaine are like dragging her off to get shot at by Brigitte and Nynaeve is telling them like okay so here's what happened like I went to see mm -hmm. the prophet also Galad saw me and Elaine is like no it's <laughs> <That's> great. It's <laughs> really funny <laughs> it's really great it's actually really great and then she's like okay wait but he swore by our mother like okay okay sure? I think are we can sure? if he did that it's then it's probably okay we're probably probably going to be okay um and, and the Elaine whole, sorry the whole time Nynaeve is like anxious about Brigitte I yes. mean like is, can she see in this like right it's a little dim it's a little dim it's not I, I'm not sure this is going to be safe and you know messing with her shawl and whatnot um and then Elaine is like saying to her like you were really foolish like this mm -hmm. was a really foolish idea and this is this is again is what makes me hope because Nynaeve is just like I know yeah I know I did this wrong like I and Elaine's like uh, I'm sorry who are you like what's happening right now yeah no that was that was really nice mm -hmm. um because it was one in this exchange with Elaine and Nynaeve he manages to have it so that it doesn't feel like there's a big power issue between mm. them. Like mm -hmm. they're just two people having a conversation instead of what it usually mm -hmm. feels like. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, yeah. And two, we get 
Elaine saying like, I know we can trust Gallad in this. Yes. So we get like that confirmation. Yes. So you're not sort of like thinking about right. it in the back so, of like, your head. She did something foolish, but she has handled it, you know, as well as she could have. Yeah. Given who she is on the page at this point. Yes. Um, and so we get confirmation of both of those things mm-hmm. and like an honest conversation about it. And then there's a lot of like her getting shot not shot with arrows <laughs> yeah it's weird the whole the whole thing is I was like why are we yeah. why are we doing this right now I know I don't know because it's like it's almost like she's like letting herself be punished yes oh I mean 100%, 100%. but it's like why now right why, why? do we have to read it why I don't do we know have why to I read it, it? Uh, and then it's only up from here I feel like it is the, it's the, up from like, here from it's here from on here. out like I loved basically everything mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah um, so we get rand we get rand POV. i still love rand i, I still know love him. he's real good in these chapters oh, he's good still, in these him chapters. and matt are like what and it's, since we're really only in their pov for the rest of these yeah. chapters yeah and it's wonderful because mm-hmm. this is where you get the sense of like jordan really knows these characters well yes. and knows how to use them in character mm-hmm. to serve the story yes even when they are like making bad decisions yes. even when they are being ridiculous yeah and, like and mad silly. being like i'm not a soldier right yeah. but it's like it works in it those works situations. you he knows how to write them in a mm-hmm. way that he doesn't obviously does not know how to yeah. write naive nope. um okay so yeah we're back with rand Yay. <laughs> Yay. So they're outside of Carrion. They're like examining. They built a tower. Yeah. Well, okay, wait, we're not there yet. Okay. So they're outside Carrion. The Ayul have like rounded up refugees. There's all these different camps um, because they have, you know, some Terrans, you have some Carrion and nobles, and then you mm-hmm. have Carrion and like infantry. And he's thinking about like the dynamics. He's annoyed about High Lord Wiramon being an asshole. Which there's, okay, this whole section was a, this bit about Wiramon. What is his yeah. name? Wiramon? Wiramon. Whatever. Uh, was a little strange, right? Where he's like, the High yeah. Lord sigil left only a few stars to duplicate Lamphere's, but the Longnose fellow was not her in disguise. It's like, what? <laughs> is that a weird that a thing we were worried about? Right. Like, that we were like, about? He's like, should I be thinking about that? <laughs> yeah. Now I'm like super sus about Wiramon because the way that he's pops <laughs> in and out of these pages, right? I'm like, what's going on with this guy? Like, okay, if you're not Lamphere, right? Okay, this is like a really weird. <laughs> It's a weird like, thing to say. <laughs> super weird thing to say. <laughs> yeah, it's bizarre. So, yeah. So, and they're trying to, you know, he's trying to talk Weirman into not doing something stupid. Like, Weirman is like full of crappy battle plans. And Rand is like, yeah. that is not what we're going to do. A, there's a great line where it's, which I actually quite liked this, where he's like, Rand wondered how long the fellow would survive. And what Red would have to do it do about it when yeah. he died? I was like, "That's great! That's yeah. amazing! Yeah, it's real good." Yes. So, uh, oh, because they- he keeps mentioning these things that are happening, mm-hmm. right? Like, uh, he's like, "Are you certain of the news you bring from Tyr?" And there are like pirates attacking the coast, mm-hmm. and there are like uh, attacks on the plains of Maredo, and Weirman has like answers for that. Yeah. They're like, "Oh, pirates do that. Oh, brigands. Like, whatever. Right. No big deal." And Rand's like, that's not, that's not right. <laughs> You're wrong. You're deeply yes. wrong. <laughs> if you wish it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yes. So then we get some more descriptions of all of the Aiel. There's a bunch of wise ones. There's the chiefs. Avienda and Rand are like on a good place now. Yeah, when she smiles so at him. She's like not picking at him. Like they're not, they're not, they are not having sexy times anymore. They're mm-hmm. just, but they are now coexisting much more peacefully. But there is this moment where he's kind of like, he's still sort of like, I don't really know yeah. what's happening. Yeah. Cause she's like, he seemed more relaxed than he had ever seen her, which seems wrong. Yeah. Somehow. And then he thinks, but then Min was the only woman who had not made him feel as if he were standing on his head half the time. I'm like, because you barely talked to her. Right, exactly. Like, what? <laughs> when has she had the opportunity, barring like a few weeks? None after, of these like, women fall? can ever coexist without being mentioned the other one. Like God. he always has to be comparing somebody oh. to somebody else. So, so yes, it's very. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, <laughs> so so they're one day walking. he's going to understand women. Sorry. <laughs> You're losing it. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So they're walking and they've built this like giant platform tower. Um, a, a bunch of the refugees that they've collected include like sciencey, construction-y people, it turns out. Um, so they built, this was actually pretty cool. They built this tower with yeah. telescopes basically to like look down at the city and get a better idea of what's going on. And um, while, while they're talking about this, Matt is thinking, Matt, Rand is thinking about sort of that same like thread we've been seeing of him trying to balance caring about the people mm-hmm. around him but also how are they you like how can he use them and sort yes. of like that same sort of thing but there I did want to point out this line where he's thinking about this guy Mangin Man- Mangan uh who is one of the like I think one of the aisle oh yeah he's like I want right. to be friends but I can't yeah, I don't have time for friends well he's like it reminds him of Matt and then he's like mm-hmm. little he's like he has no time for like new friends and he's like little time for old friends for that matter and then he thinks Matt worried him mm-hmm. which and is then like we move a, right on and then we know. move right on yeah. and it's so good because you're mm-hmm. like what unlike the landfair one which felt yes. weird and <laughs> this, this felt like I'm just giving you a little, just a little mm-hmm. poke so you're ready for whatever mm-hmm. is coming. And I appreciated it. <laughs> yeah. And I really liked this exchange he has with Egwene and Moiraine. So mm-hmm. they get to the foot of the tower and Egwene and Moiraine are there. And he asks Egwene if she's decided. And she says, I'll do what I can. And Moiraine is looking pissy about it. And we find out that he's asked Egwene to use her channeling in the battle. Yeah. Like, as part of like aggressive, like, you know, tactics, which... Moiraine cannot do yep. because of the three O's, but Egwene is not Aes Sedai yet. And uh, so, yeah, so I was just like, Smart. well, that's really interesting because I hadn't really thought about like the intricacies of Egwene. You know, she wants yeah. to be Aes Sedai. She's studying to be Aes Sedai and a wise one. But like, yeah, we've seen her use the power in a military way before, like mm-hmm. to defensively, aggressively, whatever. Um, and that Rand is like, aha, I can get around this this way. Like it just shows how far he's come, I think. And and her response of like where she yeah. had to like not talk to him for a few days to really mm-hmm. consider, which yeah. I'm so glad that happened off screen. Yeah, same. I'm oh, I did so, not want to be there for that. <laughs> so glad. Um, but it's sort of this like both of them like it, it's a really nice moment to show the evolution of yeah. who they're of both becoming. Of them. Yeah, of both absolutely. Of them, right. Yeah. And then Moiraine has this great moment <laughs> 
where she's like, why are you wearing a sword again? And right. he like gets really unsettled by it. Mm-hmm. It's great, right? He's, He's like, like well, why shouldn't I? Why can't I wear a sword? <laughs> Um, so then we get this whole exchange with this lens crafter who's made the telescope. I love it. Like <laughs> awkward apprentices. And oh, I love this moment actually where Rand was like, these two apprentices are like my age. They've seen more of the world than I have. And they're like bowing and scraping to me. It's like, like weird. It's and he weird. Has, he has this moment where he's like, maybe you should take your apprentices yes. below. Yeah. So we don't get crowded, even though yeah. there's plenty of room. And I was like, oh, Rand, so oh, politic. Diplomatic. He's learning. He's learning. It's <laughs> cute. It is, it is cute. It is cute. So yeah, then we get this whole description of Carrion that I cannot care about. Okay. I do want to tell Yeah, I don't care about that at all. <laughs> like at all <laughs> there's so much that's just too much so much detail um I do want to talk about Kooladine okay let's talk about Kooladine I feel as if he is like one he's super annoying two <laughs> obviously <laughs> he's like a mid-level boss in a video game who is like mm-hmm. much harder than he has any right to be mm-hmm. where you're like you don't even matter like you don't <laughs> even matter why why do I keep dying yeah. when you're like a footnote in this game? Right. What the hell? That's a great way to put it. That's just exactly right. Like, it's like you're so annoying and I'm so mad yeah. that we've spent like right. an entire book on your right. bullshit. Right. It's true. Oh, it's true. Yeah. And then there's this weird moment that has to mean something, but I don't know what, because it didn't become clear through the course of this book. So he's, he's thinking about Kooladine. He's looking through the glass and he sees us that two Aiel get yeah, speared. Yeah, 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 yeah. This like spear comes from the wall mm-hmm. and it, like, it had to have been thrown. He's like, was it an ogier? Like it had to have been thrown by some like super powerful person. Um, and he's just like thinking about like, oh, what, what is and I then and then nothing then nothing happens it's, with that. I'm sure that's coming like right? that we might we just must not have gotten to that yet would be yeah. my guess because he even asks Ruark like did you see those spears yeah. like it make there's like a, an ellipses it makes such a big deal out of these spears because clearly um, something happened and it's not just it's so unnerving and like yeah. not expected right um I think that's just forthcoming would yeah, be my yeah. guess um I did. Like I had this moment at some point where I was like, why doesn't he just travel and like slit Kooladine's throat? Right, like, I don't, right. Why is this taking so long? Yeah. Uh, which Jordan answered me three pages later <laughs> um, when he's like, Kooladine's death would not end the threat to carry in. Like, right. okay, fine. <laughs> I don't know if I believe you, but sure. <laughs> yeah. He's thinking like, oh, you know, the Shido like would still be like, they would be against him. There are other Aiel who are against yeah. him. Like it's not just it's about like, Kooladine, but also it's about it's about it um there is also this moment during that part with the spears mm. uh where he thinks about this whole like not having the right memories or not knowing um whose memories they right. are or being frustrated sometimes when he had more memories than mm. he wanted and i was just if there's one person who can <laughs> understand what you're going through it's Matt. Mm-hmm. If you guys would just have a fucking conversation. Well, so interesting regarding that, the way that that plays out in this next chapter. So we're yes. in Matt's head now. 
And Matt is psyching himself up to leave as it's always. So good. As always, he's like, "I'm not a bloody soldier. I'm no hero. Like, there, I'm not. I don't want to be part of the siege. Like, I'm totally gonna leave. Like, I'm definitely leaving. It's absolutely <laughs> happening this time. Like, I'm gonna go." <laughs> And he has this whole bit about like how irritating it is about being Tavares. Yes. <laughs> and he's like, it's not fair. A man ought to be able to find a profit in something. Yeah. Like and you're like, Matt, you win a gambling all, all the, the time. Like you are literally making a profit like, off of rolling your in luck. money. Like what? But he's just like, he's it like was just that he seemed to be, but it, it just seemed that he seemed to be stuck with all the burdens of being Tavares and none of the pleasure. <laughs> hilarious hilarious and then he's oh, like okay God. well I guess it does kind of suck to be ran so you know maybe it's not that great he's also he's like it's time to get on pips to ride yeah pips. I saw that I saw that and I was like oh pretty love that line pips. <laughs> the best horse in the wheel of time <laughs> I mean Tim Bella is the best I know time that's fine that was, we can agree to disagree safe choice oh <laughs> shots fired shots fired um I do want you? to <laughs> mention so like in Matt sort of psyching himself into leaving he's like Rand doesn't need me like he has all these maidens like it's fine he doesn't need me and he's like he admits immediately where he's like, well, no, but like, I know that as Tavern, right. the three of us, our fates are are sort of tangled. And then he has this moment where he thinks about the Horn of Valir. <laughs> he's like, no, no, I will not. He's like, he's like, I'll deal with that later. There's yeah. got to be a way out of it. <laughs> I love, I just love Matt so much. Yeah. So yeah, he's like thinking about like, he's got this fancy wine and he's like sipping it and like psyching mm-hmm. himself up and everything. And so he goes out, he leaves his tent. He's also like, I hope, hopefully I can just slip out without Melindra knowing. Like that would be great mm-hmm. if she, I just don't want to talk to her about like, it. Like I don't want to deal with this. I don't want to deal with it. So he passes by the peddlers who are like under guard because Moiraine is afraid that they're, I mean, he's thinking Moiraine is probably afraid they're going to make mm-hmm. off with all of the angry all that she's loaded up which is correct yep. um let's let's be real here that's a real worry and he finds Rand's tent and he goes in and Rand's not there only Natale mm-hmm. slash Asmodian and he's like okay well I if I leave I'm never gonna find Rand like Rand has to come back here sometime so I'm just gonna sit here awkwardly and wait <laughs> with with Asmodian with, with Asmodian they have like is, a, it's like, great though right yeah it's like, super awkward in the best possible way there are also like a, Matt is also having these like issues with the memories right mm-hmm. where he's um thinking you know know that because there are these like maps there and, yeah. and he's thinking about like if the mate if Rand had been there what he'd have to go through um and he's like oh Rand's probably at that tower Right. Because he should know what the terrain looks like. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, that was that was the second rule close behind know your enemy and not much to choose between them. And then he's like, but those aren't my rules. Like mm-hmm. my rules are never kiss a girl who wanted yes. brothers have nice cars yes. and never gamble without knowing a back way out. Right. Um, but he thinks about how he wishes the memories were ones that he could just access at will instead mm-hmm. of ones that just bleed into his brain. Yeah. Um, which is very similar to what Rand was just thinking. Mm-hmm. So because he's just standing around waiting, he <laughs> starts to look at the maps. And well, wait, can we talk about his sort of like, like, 
Asmodian is very interesting in this section hmm. because he Jordan uses him and he does this again later as a way to his reactions are giving us clues to things we should be thinking about I think mm. because Matt thinks like he he did not he doesn't like Osmodian but he's like he always seemed to be thinking of a joke he did not mean to share which we know is what it is mm. but in a little while we're gonna see Asmodian's yes. like yes real reaction right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah so he's studying the maps and he's thinking about the Aiel and like how many spheres they have and what the force distribution is like and then Lan comes in is like, oh yeah, man, what like what are we gonna do here? Like, how would what do you think about doing it this way? And like very casually sort of draws Matt into this conversation. Because Matt's already been thinking about sort of like the numbers and the mm-hmm. clans and the aisle bleakness and what it means for like both parties, etc. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so uh you know, Lan is like, he's like talking also to Natale, like, well, what do you think, Master Gleeman? We'll just like rush down on everything and crush him. And Matt's like, eh, it's not a good idea. And Lan's like, well, why not? Um, and like basically tricks Matt into mm-hmm. like coming up with this entire battle plan. But it's great, right? He it has great. this moment. Lan sort of is like pulling him into this conversation. And at first he's like, uh, what do you think about this? What do you think about this uh, plan? Like, mm-hmm. and he, he asks like Asmodian yes he's like what do you think Master Gleeman uh um, <laughs> he's like <laughs> he's like, sorry 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 but I was gonna say <laughs> I lead no armies warder is mm. what Asmodian says right mm-hmm. I command nothing save myself and not always that and I just I keep pulling it back to Asmodian because I think it's important sort of how he's what he's doing in this scene both as like a push and pull mm. for like Matt's like getting Matt to where he is too. Mm -hmm. Because I think it matters, right? He starts to play something dark and funereal. Like, I will confess, all of the Asmodian stuff, I was like, it just sort of went over my head. I was like, okay, like he's there (laughs) being a weirdo. Like he always is. He is is a weirdo. And there is the moment that he reacts to Matt, which is interesting, but I didn't feel important If if it hadn't happened again with Rand later, I don't think I would have felt the same. Okay. But we're going to see it again, specifically in response to Rand towards the end of this section. Right. No. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. <clears throat> so, yeah. So Matt, like, builds this whole amazing, like, clearly amazing strategic plan. And, and one that he's enjoying. Yeah. Right. He's like, oh, this is like, this is like gambling. Like, but the best kind of gambling. Yeah. It's the dice are rolling. Like, what is this? And what about that? And, you know, um, Lan continues to ask him questions and, you know, they have all these, this, like a couple pages of strategic conversation, which mostly w- went fast. It was interesting. It, yes, was interesting. it was interesting. Even though they keep coming back to these like four other clans. Yeah. Yeah. Like something I was having trouble with, and I'm, I'm curious if you were too, was the sense of scale in these battles was it was difficult for me to like conceive of while I was reading oh I mean I don't try that hard maybe I didn't have any trouble with it but I also wasn't trying to like if they did pin it down on a map or anything numbers there were like 2,000 people and 4,000 I was like yes this feels like really big it's a lot it's a lot it is it's really big it's big it's big um and so yeah so he so you know 
and lands like oh well you know it's a good plan except for that these four clans could also join in and ruin everything and that's like oh, that's always what happens like yeah you know as soon as things start up like you don't know what's gonna happen and um and uh and then you know there he makes this point about like if you can defeat Kuladine, they'll all come to you anyway like victory yeah. you know is a deciding argument and this is when Natale has this yeah. like, huge reaction to him because, you know, he's just been spilling all of this like strategic knowledge and ending it with that note, which is like, you're not going to expect from like a kid whose dad is a horse trader from the two rivers. Like, right. It's, it's, I'm wondering how important the actual sentence is. Like victory settles a lot of arguments in most men's heads. Like, is that something because Natale or as much, whatever his reaction is like, he like stops playing music. Yeah, yeah. Staring at him it's as outside. if he's, he's never outsized. seen him before. Right. Yeah. His eyes were dark, polished glass. His knuckles white on a harp skill on the harp gilding. Like that's yeah. like intense as hell. Mm-hmm. So is it something? Is it some? Was Matt echoing someone as Modi right. knew? Yeah, is yeah. Sort of the question. Yep. 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 Yeah. And it. I actually thought I was like, oh, was he speaking in a different tongue there? But no, he's just like saying things. Mm-hmm. Um. So I think you're probably right. Uh. And then Rand comes in. Mm-hmm. And Matt's like, I'm going to go. And Rand's like, okay. <laughs> this is like a little, like, this made me really sad. No. But he's no. like, I'll be sorry to see you go. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. And Matt, like, is like, you know, got all these, he's very prepared for an argument that he doesn't get. And, uh, and I love this moment. First of all, he's like, yeah, I'm going to ghost Melinda. Like for right, sure. I'm going to ghost sure. her. Definitely. Um, but then this, like, this isn't for me, Rand. I yeah. don't know anything about battles. I don't want to know. He avoided <laughs> looking at Lan and Natal. <laughs> yes. It's like, oh boy, you don't know anything about battles. Okay, Matt. Sure thing. <laughs> um, and then they have this conversation about a queen and like, you know, how yeah, far that, behind that she's left them and I did like the line though of like um she's left Amon's field further behind than either of us and mm-hmm. regrets it less mm-hmm. like I thought that was a really great line because it ties back into the person who I love Egwene to be yes. which is at the top where she's ready the to go one mm-hmm. who makes the choice to leave yes yes yeah, and this bummed me out a little bit. Uh, this like goodbye handshake that they had. I know, um, like, why don't you guys hug? <laughs> I know, and Matt's like thinking about like, oh, it's like I sometimes I forget that Rand can channel, and that that means I really have to go. So yeah, he it's, finally it's awkward. <laughs> yeah, it's it's awkward, and they know it's awkward, and it's 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 very believably awkward. Though. Yes, and uh, and the dice are. Sp- are spinning in his head and he doesn't know why well one thing that was interesting is like he at the top of this chapter um he makes a note where he didn't feel anything stopping him from Mm -hmm. going which he has consistently experienced that where anytime he tries to leave he can't and this is the first time we've seen where he like could go if he wants there's a well he thinks he can go if he he thinks he can go if he wants Um, as we'll see as we'll see and then uh, we switch yeah. POV and we get Rand. But wait, there's this weird oh. moment with the Tarians when he like walks out of the tent. He like puts his hat on, he walks out of the tent and then he just like stares these Tarians down. Oh yeah, right. That is weird. 
and they're like they get like kind of uncomfortable mm-hmm. and he thinks like he didn't know why he hadn't just ignored them except that his step was lighter and he felt full of vinegar and I was like what is happening I actually just put together why that's important yes so we'll talk about it later <laughs> um but it was just a very funny beat for this mm-hmm. and then he like basically heads off he's gonna leave early he's gonna go that must be what's making him anxious just Mm. leaving without Melinda seeing and all this stuff and then he walks away doing the like dance with the jack of shadows (laughs) or whistling it yeah it's great it's so good it's very good it's very good so yeah so then we switch to rand pov and he's like so i only heard the last bit but like what was up with that and lands like yep he came up with the whole plan that we've come up with like Basically, in just a couple minutes of looking at this, and we and, find out, and we find out that Lan had uh, that Rand sent Lan in. Yep. He's being so sneaky, and it's so interesting because he knows that Matt has memories that aren't his own. Like yep. he's clearly indicating it here, but they still don't have a conversation about it's it. It's driving me bananas. I'm like, just have a conversation about, about it. it. Well, Matt doesn't want it. He's trying to pretend it's not happening. I so know. I can see if Rand like tried to talk to him about it. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. That's not happening to me. That's definitely not happening to me. So I know. And so Rand, I guess, is doing what he can. And it doesn't yeah. feel like this doesn't. It's so funny because I know I, I we say it every time we're waiting for when we're going to yes. start hating Rand. But this even this like sort of point yeah. of whatever he's doing what he has to do. Mm-hmm. And because we know the stakes, like it's acceptable. Yeah. Right. Well, and he's thinking some interesting things here, right? He's thinking like he's going to protect Matt's secret. Like mm-hmm. he's not telling yeah. anybody anything about why Matt suddenly has like military powers. And he's thinking about um, like how Taveran works. He's like, he can leave because I know he's going to come back. I like I don't have to do anything. He'll come back when I need him to because that's just how this works. Yep. And he's like, and yeah, I don't need to get any harder. I'm already the worst. Um, and you're like, oh, buddy. <laughs> And then he like, I know. I oh yeah, this is a him. weird interaction. He's like, play March of Death. This made me laugh though when he's like, play something to make your soul weep <laughs> if you have one still. Like, it's damn, like, Lan is right there, bro. Like, take it easy. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I was like, yeah. damn, Rand, going hard. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then Lan, he asks Lan to get the others, and Lan gives him a formal bow, which mm-hmm. he has not done before. Mm-hmm. Um. And I liked this moment too, where he's like, uh, it was a polite fiction that he had helped Rurik and the others plan. He was smart enough to know what he did not know. And I was like, yes, look mm-hmm. at you, bud, doing and, it. And then we get this intrusive loose Theron thought. Yes. Ooh, mm. I loved, I actually really love the intrusive loose Theron mm. thoughts in this section. Mm. I, I, I'm so tired of hearing about Eliana. I, I like feel like I a jerk it. for saying it, but I'm just like, it does, because it doesn't it. connect to anything else. Like, I know, but I, it's but so I random when point, she comes right? in. I guess so. Like, the point is that it is this, like, unlike, I would say, like, Matt's, which as much as he wishes, they would like bleed in when he needs them versus Mm. like, or he could ask them when he needs them. His are far more useful. Yeah. Like Rand has to just hope that something that he can glean something from what loose there and is shouting in his head, but it's just, it's the madness. It's, it's who loose there and became. Yeah. Yeah, there were some interesting, like, I don't really understand them, but I know that it's going to come back where he's thinking about, like, why there aren't any 
Carrion and flags over Carrion yes, and like what Samuel is up to. And I'm like, okay. And then we get all of the um all the Aiel clan chiefs plus Wiramon mm-hmm. come in and like he stands in the wrong place and it's, it's like this whole big deal. <laughs> but like the end of this chapter made me laugh so hard. <laughs> Cause he's like <laughs> Like the song is like really intense yeah. and everybody is like and being everyone's... brought down by it. And then he goes, the sounds washed over Rand though, touching nothing. Tears were a luxury he could no longer afford. Not even inside. And that's so emo. What's the worst that I could say? <laughs> it is though. What's the, it's like up there with like the most emo lines. What's that one that's like, and with my last dying breath, I would apologize for bleeding on your shit. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. It's, I mean, this oh. book has that soundtrack like baked into it, I along know, right? with the classical music. It's all emo. <laughs> it's all emo. It's MCR, Taking Back Sunday. <laughs> Uh, the classics <laughs> um okay <laughs> chapter 43 is still rant and he it's pre-battle and he is really not excited about it which nope. is classic rand like people are gonna die he feels shitty about it but there's he also knows there's nothing he can do like this yeah. is what's gonna happen like he has that moment right where he's like could he have avoided this and no yeah, not nope. really nope it's just it's what's gonna happen and there and then we have this whole moment with the Aiel being like life is a dream which is like, like hinduism so okay yeah <laughs> like we're all living in brahma's dream mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so love to pull some of that Eastern i was religion. just gonna say he loves and- to to just pull it in there <laughs> um and then there's this whole thing about the maidens and like what he has instructed the maidens to do and bail and uh who else somebody else are like yeah they're like Oh, Ruark too. And they're like, are you sure you want to? And he's like, yes. yes. I'm not yes. sending women to die. Like that's, they're going to do what I want. And then Lan shows up and there's this like moment where I was like, Lan, why are you telling yes. Lan like Moiraine's shit? Yes. Like, what are you doing? Agree. Agree. Because he, Rand asks, where's Moiraine? And Lan like gives the dirt. Like, oh, right? she's spreading in the tent. Like she can't, you know, she can't heal like, everybody. Bro. I was like, whoa, secrets. Like not yours to share, buddy. Uh, um, But it gives him a moment. I, it, this was a moment where I was like, you needed this yeah. so that then Rand could be like, well, she can link with, you know, the wise ones to help her have more right. power to heal or whatever. And then he's like, shit, did I know that? Did <laughs> right. Know Am I that? allowed to know about linking? Am like, I allowed what's to happening? know about that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I did like this exchange with Lan though, with about the sword. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maureen's like, Maureen asked me already, is she sending you? And he's like, I really want to know why you can make a sword out of the power. Like, why are you wearing one? I'm not sure I really understood. I guess the whole thing is that like, it's it's about him not going to find or they, they they're afraid that he's going to go try to hunt down Kuladin, which yeah. is basically his idea yeah. but like for some I, reason he's going to do it with a sword that well, because is he feels like that that makes it even yeah right because that's what he says right he's like if right. i use the power it would be like fighting a child and this right. shows that i've earned it that i deserve it and lands like that's stupid right that's a bad plan <laughs> And he's like, you would do it. And he's like, I'm not the dragon. Reborn. Right, exactly. Great. Big gotcha moment there, Rand. Mm-hmm. 
And Lynn's like, just like have him beheaded. Like it's fine. You don't, you don't have to be the person to go into the fighting. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Agree. Agree. (laughs) And he's like, well, the pattern will put us together. If that's what's supposed to happen is his like Fair. nonsense answer to Lance. So like I'm not doing anything. The pattern is gonna do it. Um <laughs> somebody went to debate team. <laughs> <laughs> and then he like runs into this whole cavalcade of maidens. I loved plus Egwene and Avianda. This is a great scene. It's great. Yeah. And uh they're just like they're they're there they're like oh yeah we've come to escort you to the tower so you can work with Egwene and Avienda and he's like that's not where I'm going you're supposed to be protecting Egwene and then they start chanting at him because they want him to go to the tower and so this I did want to bring up really briefly in this moment where he is he has been consistent sort of in his ideas about what he should be doing right yes and yet we do have a moment where like Everyone is like pushing at him. Like, what are mm-hmm. you doing? Like, mm-hmm. this is not the right call. And so he thinks, uh, Egwene had been about to tell him he was a stubborn, foolish wolfhead yes. or some such. Mm-hmm. And then the trouble was that he was beginning to feel like one. This sort of <laughs> character a good moment. evolution yes. works mm-hmm. because he actually does make this change mm-hmm. and does do the yeah. thing. <clears throat> right. And it's like th- need. Well, and it's, it's awesome too because he's like he knows he's being stubborn about yes. this. He knows that yeah, yeah the pattern will bring Kuladin to him whether or not he plans it, <laughs> and the tower is the right place for him to I be. Know. But he's like, oh, but I don't want to do it this way. He's like, I've decided that I will <laughs> go to the tower. <laughs> it's a wonderful moment. <laughs> fantastic! It's fantastic. And I love- be where he's like and neither one of them made fun of him for <laughs> he's like they probably will later though they're probably know, saving it for it. later <laughs> I thought really it was cute, cute. and this <laughs> him telling himself I, anyway I decided I was most useful at yeah. the tower after all <laughs> and like again he's like he is deluding himself but there's a level of awareness and like mm-hmm. it's not it's done in a way that Nynaeve does not get to do yes. yeah agreed And I do love this too about, you know, this conversation about like, well, Avienda, like you were not supposed to be part of this plan. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised the wise ones are down with this. And she's like, well, I'm not a wise one yet. And they did not tell me that I couldn't. So here I am. Well, yeah. They, what did they tell her that she should do what she thought was right? Yes. Yes. Um, Oh, do as I thought I must. Usually they tell me to do as they thought they, they think I must. So that was a nice moment. Yeah. Um, and so she was like, I arranged it this morning because there's a beat where he's like, she woke up an hour before me yes, and left yes, before yes. I knew. Um, and I, but she's like, and I've thought of it since you first asked Egwene and there was a light, there was enough light now for him to see Egwene flush. What do you, I don't understand why she's like embarrassed. Yeah. Because it's like, well, she saw him glancing at her. She tripped over nothing. He had to cut, like, did she tell? No. Like, why is it? I don't understand why Egwene's embarrassed there. Yeah, I don't know either. He's like confused by that. Oh, I know why. I do know why. Because Avienda says, if an Aes Sedai like Egwene can do this, then so oh, can right. I. Because, because she's not an Aes Sedai. She does, right. Because Egwene is not right. an Aes Sedai. Duh. Right. It took me a minute. I was like, why is that? Oh, yeah, there we are. 
All right. So then they're up on the platform. They're looking down. Randa's like, okay, I know I can't use Balefire. So what am I going <laughs> to use? That was really funny. That was really funny. It was really good. All right. Shouldn't use Balefire. All right. Not Balefire. Not Balefire. Okay. Got it. And then. Oh, okay. Just erase somebody from the pattern. My bad. And then we waited Avienda like have a conference and then start up the pyrotechnics, man. Yeah. This is where the action begins. Do it. Yeah. They're it's like, great. okay, wind, lightning, here we go. <laughs> like earth is gonna start earth, exploding. Wind, <laughs> fire, fire, heart. <laughs> Our powers combined. We are the dragon report. <laughs> oh, if only. Sorry. Um, all right. <laughs> that, I, that just reminds me of how in the show, one of the like th- fan theories oh, yeah, is yeah, going yeah, around yeah. is that like all of them collectively together are, are the, the dragon. dragon reborn, which would be super cool, but that's not what's happening. Um, all right. So yeah, so he knows that he he doesn't know exactly what they're doing, but he can obviously see it. Mm-hmm. So he starts uh, raising hilltops with fire. And this is where we get like, Ileana, my love, forgive me, intrusive thought that like comes out of nowhere and has nothing to do with well, anything. Well, he gets, it's it's loose. He gets a memory and it's loose Theron's memory oh, right. of, um, I don't know. But like it doesn't all, even say. It doesn't, doesn't even say, say what, what the memory, memory is. is. This is so what I'm it's, saying. It's, I just, I it's really disjointed, Breezy. And but I think it's on purpose. Well, I don't like, like I think it. it's a deliberate disjointedness. <laughs> I guess Because so. it's about loose there and represents Rand's potential yeah, madness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it You're has right. to be. You're right. You're sorry. Whoa, <laughs> bohead. And then we get more. Yes. Matt <laughs> and Pips. Matt's standing with Pip's nose under his arm. This is the best because Matt's like, oh, I keep trying to go south and I can't go south. And you're like, of course you can't go south, Matt. Like, It's kind of amazing. He did. He There's like this moment where he's like, well, I did get shot at. (laughs) I would have been impressed if they weren't shooting at me. (laughs) So good. He did manage to go Smolindra. Although he says, so like he heard her mumbling about Randall Thor and honor and far dais far dais may above all because I know we have both been yes, like she's yes. shady she's as hell shady. but I she's maybe she's not mm. I don't know I still think she's shady because uh, she sounded as if she were arguing with herself so yeah mm-hmm. she's probably still shady yeah. Uh, let's see. So he's, he's looking around, he's trying to find a way to go the direction he wants, but he keeps running into forces of like Aiel or other Mm -hmm. people and they're not in the right places for him. And then he realizes that a bunch of the Karihanan troops are going to get ambushed by Aiel unless he does something about it. Yep. And it's, it's a great moment. Like, um, he's like, okay, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna warn them. <laughs> just gonna like, warn what them. What is he's like? I again, idly whistling, dance with the jack of shadows. <laughs> it's not my affair. I I'm just heading south. If I wait, you know, I won't have to deal with it. But no like, big uh, deal. it's not nice to like let them. I'll just warn them. I'll just warn them. And we it's get this so good. several Weiraman references again. Yeah, because apparently Rand just like made the guy go Sent away off screen yeah. after that whole thing with him no it was so weird and like matt's mad about it because he's like well at least weirman has been in battle like these yeah. babies don't Who know the anything this guy and then i loved it i was like accidental commander acquisition yes. 
totally and i guess this is why the him staring down the three terrans comes into play because they recognize yes. who he is yes and it's possible that they might have known anyway but well one yeah. of them no one of them was like his friend yeah yeah right? yeah his gambling buddy like his gambling buddy in tear and so mm-hmm. that's how they know that he's like matt legit yeah like rand's friend or whatever um <laughs> companion to in, the dragon reborn. companion but because matt comes in he's like hold in the name of lord dragon they're like yes. we have our orders from the dragon like what are you talking about right he's like well here are your new ones <laughs> he's like you guys are all stupid yeah yeah <laughs> and so he's like okay here's what the lord dragon wants you to do and like lays out this whole plan that involves like a square of pikemen and him being like you Oh, bloody do it like arguing I love that whole scene like, everything about this is great like, there's like not much to really like say about no, it I no. guess it's but not it's, a close reading situation it's not a close reading situation <laughs> except I really liked Estean mm. like everyone's like so excited about who they're gonna kill and what they're gonna do and then it's like Estean was the odd man out just sighing and easing his sword in its scabbard <laughs> I was like think me <laughs> yeah well he's actually seen action before yeah. he's the only one who like knows what's up so yeah, so then he heads back from talking to, he's like given orders all around, all mm-hmm. down the line. And he gets back up to the front part and he's like, I could go now. Like I could, I like, could no, go. I he's like, no, I got to tell this guy. He's got to do this thing. Uh, okay. Then he I'm goes to like Talmanis. Yes. Talmanis. I don't know how to say it, but Talmanis is like, okay, I'll do half, but you have to do the other half. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's fantastic. It's, it's the like, just one bed trope yeah. of like battle fan. Just one battle. <laughs> Just one battle. <laughs> yeah, and oh, this is where it. we get the line that you read. I'm a gambler, not a soldier. A, a lover. lover. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> but he surprises himself when he's like, okay, I'll you you be there where you're supposed to be and I'll do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the fighting begins and we get a lot of military tactics that I actually don't mind. Like I, I just let either, it no. wash over me. It's it, Robert Jordan writes really good action sequences. He does. And yeah. this is great too, because it's, he just knows how to write Matt so well. Yes. Because yes. the whole time he's being this like badass and he's mm-hmm. doing this like kick-ass thing. And then he's like, it all just started so simply. I was just going <laughs> to give a warning. Yeah. Each step after had seemed so small, so necessary. <laughs> and now I'm in the goddamn mud. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's so good. Like, it's so good. And then he, like we said, the battle starts mm-hmm. and like, the Shido never saw them coming and yes. it's all very exciting. And then the lightning starts and it's all, and he's having, he is saying things in the old tongue and like giving gestural commands that he absolutely doesn't know. Yeah. Um, so like clearly the memories are like very present for obvious mm-hmm. reasons. <laughs> and then chapter 44 Man, is Rand in the so battle. Long. It's, it's, it is the longest. Yeah, in it's fact. like 30 pages, but it's it didn't really feel long. long. No, no, it run, it reads really quickly again yeah. because it's action. It's that he's so good at the action. Yeah. So we are, we're back on the, the tower of power is what I'm going to call it now. <laughs> power, tower, with, power, tower. <laughs> with Rand and Aguina and Avienda and they are exhausted. Yes, they they've been have going been going at it for hours. Yes, because the mat section, mm-hmm. we see the lightning happen towards yes. the end of the mat section. So we, yeah. the timing is a little like, yeah, yeah. We're jumping around a little bit. Yeah. So we're jumping, so clearly we're later. going forward in time. Mm-hmm. Um, and Rand is using his little Angreal and like Egwene and Avienda are taking turns 
And he's just like trying to hang. He's like, I don't know how long I can keep this up, but I have to keep going. Like, I just have to keep going. And he's worried about the what he's seeing going on, like the Shido are not going the direction he wants them to go. Like, like if they get into Carhan, yeah. it will make it an impossibly longer fight mm-hmm. and cause far more death because they'll be able to like hide in the city, basically. Right. So they don't want them in Carhan. Right. And he sees that they're about to break through. So he yeah. sends this giant like ball of fire lightning strikes to clear out this gate so that they can get it closed and people who are on his side die but he's like well less than if they had gotten in so he's making these active choices he's having to make these active choices about it and then that tower fucking explodes i did not remember this i didn't remember any of this so i was like what the fuck is happening what's bananas to me is that i remember things that happened after this so clearly i've read this but i did not remember this well so the tower explodes and rand is like he can feel the weaving of Mm. satan Mm -hmm. so he thinks so asmodian was tempted even back in the tents because he had a thought earlier how if he had had Asmodium with him, he could have been taking breaks, but he didn't want right. to risk it. Right. Well, um, not like Egwene and Avienda aren't going to be like, what the fuck is going on? I know, on right? <laughs> like, they'll be deeply like, who is like, why do you believe in here, man? Yeah. What's up? <laughs> but yeah, so they, they, it all like collapses. He grabs Egwene and Avienda and like tries to make sure that, you know, protect them with their own body. He gets knocked unconscious. Um, he comes Avienda. to and Avienda's like yelling at him to not die. And like stroking his face. Yes, yes. She's like, I'll bring your, your corpse to the lake. Yeah, like, she goes, we need you. I love this because she's like, we need you. I need you. Not for myself. <laughs> for Elaine. <laughs> yes. So good. It was cute. And his wound is reopened. It's not good. Ugh, it's not good. Gross, gross wound. And a bunch of the maidens are injured or dead. Mm-hmm. And um, and he's like very upset about, you know, seeing the ones who have died. Yeah. And then he realizes that he can trace whoever did the weave and it's not Asmodian. It goes west. So it must be Samael. Oh, it's so good, though. That's whole line where he's like, Samael did this and Samael did that. Now Samael did this. Yeah, Yeah, it's really it's really good. Uh, And then this young Ayol comes running up to be like, "Okay, here's what's happening on the battlefield. Because for a moment, he's going to go after someone Mm, like furious Mm -hmm. and Egwene and uh, Avienda have to stop him. Right. Because they're like, this is what whoever did this wants you. They waited until you would be exhausted. Mm -hmm. And then because they knew if you came, even if you survived that, you would be an easy kill, essentially. Right. 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 And they're like literally holding him back. Yeah. And they're like, you, we need you here. Like, we need you here. You can't. It's great. Yeah. So, yes. And then this messenger runs up and is like, uh, things are happening. What do you want us to do? Um, this was, this felt like a nothing moment. To yeah. Me. Cause I was, I don't even, I honestly cannot keep track of who these people are. So it's I'm just like, those four clans, right? Where right, they I don't know so. where they're going. Right. Right. So, yeah. So he's like, send, you know, he sends for his horse. Like, I need to get closer to the city. And so they get, horses for him and for Egwene and Avienda mm-hmm. and they they're like people who are like are you sure this is a good idea to both of all three of them and they're all like yep this is fine it's fine we're fine we're totally fine like everything's great and then it's also he has to decide which maidens are coming with yes him. yes um because 
there's so many hurting, but he knows mm-hmm. he they won't all stay behind. So he's like wounded, stay behind, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. I love this moment where they're getting on the horses <laughs> and like Avienda and Egwene are on mist and Rand is on Jadean, but like <laughs> Egwene comes over and she's like, if you can't mount a horse any better than that, maybe you should forget about riding for a while. And he's like, I noticed you mounting too. Maybe you should stay here. And I was like, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. The way they still have that little like bickering. I love it. It's so good. It's it, was so a, good. it was a very sweet little moment in the midst of all this like intense drama. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah. So then we switch back to Matt. And it's yeah. raining and he's like trying to figure out how to get the 3000 men that he has with him. Like, like this is where I was like, <laughs> the scale was just like blowing my mind or it's like, I thought this was going to be like 900 people. Yes. <laughs> now it's like 3000. Yeah. Like all that. told, I, I was like, how are there so many people? I, well, like, you know. I don't, I genuinely don't understand. It's, I have no concept. It's the pre-boss boss. <laughs> it's a lot going on <clears throat> so he like is scanning the battlefield and like mm-hmm. trying to make a plan and there's lightning and I just uh, this part was hard is hard to sum up because it's just Matt like thinking it's and it's a lot of like again battle strategy stuff yes, but yes. we know what we kind of learn is that they've had three skirmishes mm-hmm. that they've sort of lucked out getting mm-hmm. out of it Matt realizes because it wasn't well necessarily... no he's saying he's well, well one yeah, was right, a draw right, right. yes one was a draw, but it was mm-hmm. like a lot of luck. And yes, now he's right. like, where is my, like, where's my luck? Because mm-hmm. he doesn't know how much longer they can last. Right. right. That's kind right. of the sense I got from this. Right. Right. And then they are, they discover that, um, like in, I guess the same thing, the scout who comes to Rand to be like, they're moving, like the four clans are moving. Like, what do you want us to do? The Matt gets that same information. Mm-hmm. And so, he, but he doesn't know what else is going on. Right. Like right. he no. can't see the tower and he doesn't Mm-mm. know why right. everything's up in fire and he doesn't know why he's like, right. did Rand go crazy? Like right. what's happening? And then he finds out that Kooladine is with this new like situation that is unfolding well, that his wait, scouts wait, wait. are telling did, him about. Do we get that? Cause he comes to the idea that it's some aisle on his own. Remember? Like he goes, if Rand had not finally gone mad and Avienda Erguin or one of the wise ones had not decided to be right, oh, then right. someone else was taking a hand in the day's business. He mm-hmm. could add two twos together without getting five. Samael. And yeah. I was like, what? Right. what? Well, he <laughs> heard, we got this moment when um, they were having the fight back in the waste where he knows oh, yeah. they're yelling about Samael and the yeah, golden yeah, bees. Yeah. yeah. And I think Matt and Rand have this like frank conversation at some point where he's like, the Forsaken are trying to trap me. I did this like rings a vague memory. I could be wrong, but no, you're anyway. So then we go, then they like the scouts come in and they're like, okay, there's a bunch of Aiel. Like, we don't know who's with who, but like Kooladine is with this lot. Kooladine. I did like that. And I love this. Fucking hates him. He does. He's like, oh, this guy is like the bane of my existence. And I love how he's like, how did he even make it to this age? Like, how did the Aiel not kill him themselves? Like, how? He's so annoying. He's the worst. Like, he literally, he was like, it's like Matt realized he was smoldering and it had nothing to do with Kooladine wanting to kill Rand. (laughs) 
It was just like cool. This everything is cool and he's fault. Yes, it's great. <laughs> it's great. So he makes this plan. He's like, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna make mm-hmm. him think that we have the dragon reborn with us, like this and that and the other thing. And then one of the uh, other who is it? It's Darren. Is Darren. Like, so you know that like you can't just like run off after Kooladeen, right? Like you can't fight a duel in a battle. And he's like, what? Nothing I would me? never. I would never. <laughs> he's like, don't worry. I know how to hold myself. And yeah. Darren has this great bit where he's like, I can tell that you know your shit. Right. And Talmanus never says nice things about mm. people, but he was like, I would follow that guy wherever yeah. he goes. <laughs> and that's horrified, of Matt, course. Like, are you fucking kidding me? I yeah. didn't even want to, I wasn't even supposed to be here today. Yeah. That's right. Oh, it's amazing. I can't believe Matt's the Dante from Clerks of the series. <laughs> <sighs> so yes, yeah, so they hatched this whole plan and they're gonna fight cool. He's gonna try to fight Kooladeen. Yep. He I did like the moment where he's like, protect the Lord Dragon. Yeah, and then everybody so starts laughing. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. Um, and then he like hears the dice, and the last line is fantastic, right? Mm-hmm. Scowling into the rain. He booted Pips on down the hillside. He's so angry. It's fantastic. It's so funny. It's really good. <laughs> Oh, so good. And then we are back with Rand, mm-hmm. who this whole section was very confusing because he's he's not in his right mind. Not like at he all. is exhausted. Luz Theron is like shouting in there now much more frequently that we hear that like Samael tried to end his life multiple more times. Yeah. But like we this don't is know. hours. This is like yes. the next it's probably like dusk or something or like dawn. I don't remember. Yeah, but it's like it's, hours and hours and hours later. Yes. There's like the moon is up, you know, it's all it's all been going on. And so, he's like, what should I use? I again, right. he's like, I can't use the bill. <laughs> right. Mustn't use bail fire. Yeah, and, and then, then more he's like, mm-hmm. and he's trying to remember who he is. He's like, I'm Rand Althora. I'm oh, Rand Althora. It's really heartbreaking. To... Yeah, it's really, it's rough. And uh, so he like sends up this fireball to try to see better because why not? And everyone's like, whoa. <laughs> the maidens are like, you're ruining our night vision. Um, and Egwene <laughs> and Avienda are like not around. He doesn't even remember, you know, and he's like, where are they? And Sulin is like, they left hours ago. Like, yeah, they're like know. speaking to him clearly like he is not there, right? Mm-hmm. They're like, he's there with Moiraine. Right. Don't you need worry. to go to Moiraine. Like, and he's like, I have to find my people. They're still out here. And she's like, nobody is out here. Like, we need to go back need to, to go the, talk wise to the wise ones. ones. Yeah. The wise ones need to talk to you. Mm-hmm. And they all like swarm his horse basically. And he's yep. like, why are they being so weird? Like, I guess. Okay. And fine. I'll like, go talk to the wise Rand, ones. you're being weird. <laughs> you are the one who you is are the one who is being weird. weird. <laughs> So they go back to the encampment and they're like, Ran, the battle is over. Like Moiraine is healing people. Asmodian is carrying water because Moiraine made him. Which was really funny. <laughs> really great. And uh, and Rand is just like, well, I have to find Samael. Like I have to. And he starts babbling about Samael. And Asmodian is like, um, That's what intense. is happening? Yeah, yeah. Like Asmodian has this like very because he says. Uh, the words he uses are, I remember when he was first named destroyer of hope, he betrayed the gates of heaven and carried the shadow down into Rorn Madoy. 
What a name. Rarn Madoy. <laughs> oh, Preeti. Oh, sorry. You laughed so hard. And the heart of Satel. <laughs> Hope did seem to die that day. Kula and Kuhan wept. What is wrong? Because Asmodian is like, what the fuck is yeah. happening? He like reacts as strongly yes. as he reacted to hearing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. There's so then so much he's Matt like, and Rand paralleling yes, this section. Yes, you're right, you're just right. So yeah, so then that, or Rand is like, oh, there's the wise ones, I should go talk to them. And Land's like, actually don't. Like, they <laughs> have met with the four clans who are undecided, like, they're gonna, they're all coming to you, but, like, you have to let them do their what thing. They're, they're doing, yeah. Yeah. And Rand's like, the clans are coming to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like, oh, it kind of seems like, but Moiraine can tell you more because right. he's talking to Lan now. Mm-hmm. Um, and Rand is still freaking out. And Lan is like, no, 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 no. It, it's over. Right. We like, won. It's over. We yeah. won. You have won completely mm-hmm. is what he says. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he is like, he's having more intrusive thoughts and he's just like, he's mourning. He's like, oh. I'm so sad and I'm so tired and I need to let go of the source. And then he collapses. Cause he lets go of the source and all of his actual like physicality yes. comes rushing back. Cause something that Jordan does really well in this section is consistently reminding us of how, while he's holding onto the source, yes. he's able to push past the like mm-hmm. limits. But yeah, his side is bleeding. He's completely tapped out. Like he's got other pains going on. And he passes out. And this was interesting. He, like, right before he goes under, he feels Asmodian, like, channeling into him. And then he goes unconscious. And I was like, oh, what a brutal place for us to end. I know. I was like, I was like, because we don't start reading. (laughs) I know. Well, we don't know what's happening with Matt and Kooladine. No. Right? Something had to have happened that everybody thinks the battle is over. So what happened? Like, is Kooladine dead? Right. Like, what happened? I would love for him to have been killed off screen. (laughs) Oh, because it's like the the ultimate, yeah, like the ultimate diss. The ultimate, ultimate like, yeah, you are a mid level boss who doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, that was a lot. It was was a lot. There's a lot happened. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. But really, aside from that one, you know, the two naive chapters, really interesting. The Matt Rand stuff is just so good. Yeah, it is really good. And the action is always good. The action is always good. That's true. It is funny, like, how little, like, what is happening with Perrin? (laughs) I don't, I honestly would be shocked if he appeared. Like, we have, you know, a little under, a little over 200 pages more to go. And um, it is gonna be super interesting it's like 250 anyway it's i don't think parents gonna be in there i really i would be shocked it would be so weird it would be so weird to bring him i mean maybe the epilogue will have parent in it if there's an epilogue but like otherwise yeah how because you have so much to do here with the one none of it having to do with what's going on in two hours like absolutely none of it so i'm guessing the next book is where we get back in touch with parent yeah it's got to be. Oof. That's wild. We only it have like is. two to three episodes left on this book. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's going to be three if I mapped it out correctly. 
So next time, oh wait, sorry, that's your line. I'm stepping all over your lines. <laughs> oh no, that's okay. I wasn't even looking at the script, so I would have let you keep going. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, keep an eye out for episodes every other Wednesday, barring life and deadlines. Follow along at hashtag Tarvalin or bust. Um, the next episode we do will be chapters 45 to 50, which is a little bit more than our usual, but I mapped it out and it works out better for us. That's fine. And it's only another extra 20 pages. It's a short chapter. 50 oh, that's not bad. Yeah, that's not, not bad. bad. So, um, and I, oh, I can't believe we have to wait. Cause I don't like to read early. Cause then I'll forget what I want to say. I know. So then I have to wait like two weeks yeah. to find out what happened. What happens next? Oh. oh my gosh. There's, it's so frustrating. Cause there's things I swear are like going to happen any page now. And they keep not happening. <laughs> when does this stuff happen? When, when does it happen? <laughs> All right. A big thank you to Brian Dunn, our fellow Wheel of Time fan and musician who created the amazing intro and outro tracks for this podcast. You can find more of his work at BrianDunnMusic.net. And that's Brian with a Y and Dunn with two N's. And if you're enjoying the show, please do leave a review and or rating on the podcast platform of your choice. It helps other people find the show and we really appreciate it because we like reading it. We do like reading it. (laughs) We do. Uh, you go first. Okay. So when we're not on this podcast, where else can you find us? You might be asking. I am on (laughs) Twitter and Tumblr as Jen IRL, J-E-N-N-I-R-L, or on Instagram as I am Jen IRL. And oh my gosh, guess what though? Swordstone Table, which is the (gasps) anthology that I co-edited with Swapna Krishna and that Preeti has a story in is a Locus Award finalist. That's wild. Awesome. If you've heard of the Locus Awards, which a lot of people haven't, but that's okay. I'm I'm really jazzed about it. It's it's for uh, SFF. Yes. Yes. Um, No, it's great. It was uh, top 10 for the anthology. Yeah. Yeah. Category. Very awesome. Actually, you should all go look up the Locus Award finalist list because there's a lot of really good Mm -hmm. stuff on that list. Yes. And Preeti has some book stuff to talk about. I do. Uh, So when I'm not here, (laughs) you can always find me on all of the social medias Uh, right now very blatantly book promoing and that's a lot of it uh at run with skizzers s-k-i-z-z-e-r-s and i am running a pre-order campaign for spider-man's social dilemma you can get a very cool holographic sticker of spider-man and a signed book plate if you go pre-order the book and then send me an email at pre-order (laughs) p-r-e-o-r-t-e-r I just had this uh, moment. I was like, is it a pun? No, is it it's pre- not. It's or not. it's not a pun. I should have, but I did it <laughs> uh, at preetichipper.com. I will, I'll put a link in the show notes for more information. But yeah, if you buy the book, all I need is like a order confirmation and I'll send you a sticker and a signed book plate. Who doesn't love a sticker of Spider-Man? Oh, and it's awesome. so cute. It's the Nicoletta Baldari illustration. He's oh. so cute. So good, Spidey. All right. You can also find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Tarvalin or bust. If you sign up to be a supporter, you will get a link to our discord where everybody is very nice and thoughtful and interesting and funny, and funny, so funny, oh my very God. funny, <laughs> so funny. Um, so huge. Thank you to our patrons, Ryan M, Zach H, Eleanor. Justin H, Fred, 
Robin, Lisa D, Ian Z, Jordan Z, Greg G, Saga N, Josh S, Robert J, Ben P, G Todd, RD, P Footy, Ross P, Tobin T, Megan, David N, Ariel B, Amy A, Michael, Linnea M, Lindsay W, Julie, Danielle G, Dan B, John A, Clara H, Carly, Brendan O, Has Matilda, Mary, Akil A, Caroline P, Joe E, James K, Mathis, Joseph S, Ryan M, Sarah R, Kelly T, Helen D, Joshua M, Michael D, Dre, M. Lethem, Janae H, Jennifer P, Peace Vulcan, Rio W, Christina G, Chaitali S, Charlie E, Arcade, Stephen S, James, Ruth A, Jetlag Jessica, Mandarb the girl, not the horse, David U, Amy R, Meridim, Mimi K, Amanda, Mark D, Heather J, Christina M, Malia H, Keith, Sirius G, Olivia K, Joshua S, Nicholas E, Michelle S, Michelle D, Danae, Destination Toast, MJ, Kat S, Jericho W, Sabre Bouquet, Thomas K, Elizabeth F, Emily, Evans K, Ola J, Yulia S, Brian D. This episode is not the ending. There are neither beginnings nor endings to the Wheel of Time, but it is an ending. Mm-hmm.